everybody. I'm Trina Gunzel, and I'm so excited to have you here. However you found this, it might be part of a GoFundMe campaign. It might be part of a Kickstarter. You might be listening to the Legacy and Legends podcast, or you might see this as an, a featured guest mentor session that I want to share with you because sometimes things are bigger than us. There are people that come together, and I really believe in this universe that bring us together for a reason. And however Ellie and I met and came across each other, when she shared her message, it touched my heart. And as a leader, as an ambassador, wanting to put more positivity in the world, as someone with a master's degree in education and leadership and 10 years in public education and 12 years consulting, I believe in Ellie's message and what she wants to do. And so I am doing this mentor session just to bless her and help her and help her create I want to see her create live a business plan so that she can take this to people who want to help fund her big idea, who want to be a part of something that is bigger than themselves, who want to be able to impact millions and be part of an example for amazing education and a place where people can come together and really see her. And Ellie, I want to speak light and love over you today and let you know, I believe in your message. You drew me in. You've got somebody who literally is an international trainer, five-time published author, who's trained state departments, who believes in you. And I hope you can use this message and video to be able to share with others, to get them to want to contribute and donate and maybe have a nonprofit or fund your big idea, because I do believe in it. I think it's amazing. And I want more people to know about you. So Ellie, tell us a little bit more about you and your story and your vision, and then I'll help you see how we can put it into a business plan live. Well, thank you so much. I just appreciate from the bottom of my heart, the time that you're taking to spend with me today. And I really did believe in, you know, destiny and things aligning just as they're meant to. And I feel like us finding each other was part of that. So I'm really appreciative that you followed that call that you had. Sometimes we have calls and we don't follow them. True. So, um, I am, my name is Ellie Diaz. I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I have a two-year-old daughter, Willow. Mm -hmm. And I started this um, passion idea because I have worked full-time from home since about six weeks after she was born. Mm -hmm. And it's been really challenging. And a lot, I've had a lot of people say, why don't you look into a nanny or daycare? Mm -hmm. And I just was not comfortable from the beginning yeah. with anybody else taking care of her and yeah. maybe it's because I'm a young mother or a first-time mom um, or maybe it was just something in my intuition telling me don't let anybody else be the mother to your child mm -hmm. and so that's kind of been a really deep philosophy of mine and that's why I haven't enrolled her in any program so she's been at home with me this entire time nice. and I had this idea actually inspired by something that I saw that's um, a lot live in LA mm -hmm. and of course LA is one of those places where amazing businesses come to fruition yeah. and it's basically a co-working space that has a daycare inside of it and this just kind of started the snowball of an idea that Tulsa would be the perfect place to build this, that it's mm -hmm. franchisable, that it could be more than just a co-working space and just a daycare, that it could be a place where uh, an entire community builds together. And I envision, you know, so I envision 
themed office rooms. I envision, mm -hmm. you know, community cool. events. I envision workshops. I just envision this like hub for people in Tulsa to just connect, to get together and to just really have a space, safe space where they can share their ideas. They can build their ideas and they don't have to leave their children with anybody else to do it. Yeah. So that's kind of the basis for my vision. Lots of little details in there that I'd like to put in as well. Sure. It's beautiful. And I want you to know, Ellie, it reminds me a lot of, you know, you hear and look at like what Google has done for their employees. And I've thought mm -hmm. about, you know, at some points wanting to work there because they're, it's so amazing. Like the yeah. site, right. And the workout stuff and who knows swimming, like all these amazing things. And I think what you're seeing too, is with COVID, a lot of parents, you know, have been working at home maybe virtually. And now I've had a taste of what it's like to get to raise their own kids. And those foundational years, they need to be with their parents. Like it's such mm -hmm. a critical time for establishing, you know, all these things that people later in life, if they didn't get that love, they didn't get the connection, they didn't get the proper nutrition, they didn't get enough sleep, you know, all of these habits that you can form while you're getting to raise your own kids. And I got to do that with my kids too. I don't know if I shared with you, but when my son was diagnosed with type one diabetes at four. Um, I was working full time. And then I was like, I can't do this anymore. I was up all night. He's a brittle type one diabetic. So I was up all night with him every two hours to check his blood sugar to make sure he was safe and have to give him insulin shots. And thank God he's now, you know, 17, almost 18. And he's amazing managing it but it affected our whole family. Mm -hmm. You know, we had a huge photography studio that was, we built from scratch over six figures and all the high-end weddings and school pictures. We couldn't do it and be able to care for him as intensive wow. as needs were. So I literally had to walk away from my teaching career that I loved. I was an ESL department trainer. I worked at three schools. I trained all the district employees and at the state level to be home with my son. And wow. my husband and I, we honor that. In our whole consulting business, we teach people how to do a startup from scratch to over six figures. Yours is going to be like a multi-million dollar, you know, corporation or franchise. So you have to have those business fundamentals in place. And most mm -hmm. people don't take the time to put together that business plan and those needs and put all those pieces in place. So they can't scale to the level that you're wanting to reach, um, so for me, it was really important to take the time to mentor you because I do believe in your idea. I think it is not just needed, it's necessary. And families want to get together. The isolation that moms feel when they have to be home alone with their kids and their professionals mm -hmm. and they miss, it's weird because you feel like I've been trained for all this stuff and then you're home doing laundry and dishes, right? And you're like, mm -hmm. I need that social interaction. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it is so it is so isolating. That was one of the most difficult things I think with postpartum depression was on yes. the rise over the last few years. And I think that yeah. was very much directly correlated to um, just everybody had to be home and be home with their kids and suddenly they're alone and they, they don't have anybody to connect with and human connection is so like priceless truly in just the function of our society and I think that right. here in Tulsa is such an upcoming city we've actually had just like masses of people moving here from big yeah. cities LA Austin everywhere in California everywhere in New York Colorado just so many new people moving here and yeah. they want the same lifestyle that they had in those big cities mm, and right. so people in Tulsa are trying to keep up with it and now I feel like if I don't do it somebody will do something similar sure. maybe not as good but they'll put something in place that's similar and I want to be the one to jump on that idea 
I love it. I love it. And so part of that, right, is you want to be able to communicate. We've captured your story, right, about why you want to do this. And you did that beautifully at the beginning. So you can take this <clears throat> later. And if you want to type up all those notes or get this transcribed, you captured the vision. I see it too. <clears throat> and that's why I wanted to say, if you need to use this video to share with people so that you can share that vision, you communicate it beautifully. And it's not just an idea, it's a community. It's a space where it sounds like not mm -hmm. only the kids can grow, but the parents can connect and grow as well, exactly. right? Yeah, okay. exactly. So that dream, if you want, because I know this is being recorded and shared and we're gonna try to bust out to help you. Um, if you want to share the specific name and stuff like that, you can, because people will just be like, okay, you can let them know more and it's your thing. You know, we're copywriting it just in this because it's your idea. Um, and then you can use it to promote it. Maybe you need it in a Kickstarter, you know, for your video or a GoFundMe or to show people who would be interested in jumping on this. Um, you would want to name it, right? You want a name for your idea, mm -hmm. which I know you shared with me and you can either share it here or just keep it because it's your idea. I did. I named it and then I believe that it may already be copyrighted. And so I'm mm -hmm. kind of like still trying to decide if I want to see, you know, what are the details of that? Can I still sure. use it? Or if I want to find something that's a little bit more unique, just yeah. to my vision. There you go. And you could work it around that. Okay. As you're working with that name, definitely research, see if you can, if it's copyrighted, if it's not, once you find out what you want it to be, make sure you can buy the website for it as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So you link that and you have that, you get the name, you can always go through and do the branding and stuff, which, you know, we want to have it branded to you too. It's your place, literally. It could be your mm -hmm. name, you know, you can have <laughs> your place. Um, but we like that because then people can find you and find what you do. But if it's going to be, especially when you're talking about a franchise, then you want to come up with a name that, yes, these centers could be set up all over the country or world, you know, mm -hmm. um, if you haven't researched it, you might also look into, um, there's a school called the Regia, Reggio Amelia. Um, it's in that Italy. That sounds vaguely familiar, actually. Yeah, it's fantastic. When I did my early childhood education, all of my teaching, I tried to design around that because it was how children learn best through experiences, hands-on, you know, if you can integrate all the five senses, that's how they learn the best. So can you imagine if you got to incorporate that for adults in the workplace too, mm -hmm. you know, the space yeah. for both. So capture, so you name it. Okay. Then you got to have a clear description of what this place and space is going to provide to others. Very specific points. Are you adding connection? Is it a space that's going to have wellness? You know, is the nutrition component in there? If so, how are you going to handle that? Are you handling, you know, the themes you said of the rooms and spaces, but all of this can be just bullet out as tight as you can. Okay. What is this place going to be for? What's the big way it's going to help people so people can see your vision? Okay. Amazing. Does that help? Yes. Perfect. Furiously so, writing notes. <laughs> good. Good. I'm going to let you catch up. Okay. So the reason you want to be super clear on that is because like, you know, I'm going to come up with one specific idea. Well, just like our stories to success system, right? I help leaders magnify their influence in the world. So it makes sense that I would lead elite retreats and I would have celebrity speaking events and I would have ways to help them take their specific audience, but we're going to create a program or a product or a service 
that allows their audience to benefit from their skill set. Then we package that, put it out, and they already have instant buyers because they already have a community, right? Mm -hmm. We tell people, if you have over 20 people, you're an influencer. You're talking to people. They're listening to what you have to say. You have a microphone on whatever it is, social media, okay? Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever you are, Instagram. You have a voice, YouTube, okay? Mm -hmm. Podcast. So you have a voice and you have people who will want to be a part of this. Why your closest friends and family and people don't often rally with you first? I don't know. I wish they would because Mm -hmm. it seems like they have to come around to seeing that other people believed in you and then they'll jump on board. Mm -hmm. But either way, who cares, right? Like who cares? There are people in the world who believe in you and I'm one of them. And I know Mm -hmm. other people who will want to too. So the best way you can handle that is crush it. Do amazing. Have it all dialed in create a community. Maybe it's a Facebook group of people who want to be a part of this, get them in there. You know, do you want to be a part of this community? Do you have this need? Right? Like I just launched a group called, um, and I can invite you to this one too, but we just created a group that is amplifying abundance for action takers. And it's, I think, I think you did invite me. Yeah. I think I'm actually in that one. Yeah. So we just started that group and it's bringing in very specific people, right? I want action Mm -hmm. takers. I want positive people. I want people who like the wave, like we're doing, you know, like rolling in Wednesdays on the catch the wave and fun theme, like beach theme. It's all very like abundance and happy and positive space to create positive results. So you can have that kind of thing. I'd start a Facebook group because if you can bring people in there who believe in your idea, you can start sharing that vision. You can start asking questions. You can start testing that messaging. Okay. Okay. And when you're ready to launch that Kickstarter campaign or GoFundMe, you have people who already believe in your cause, who want to see it succeed, who will also donate, you know, because you can't do this on your own. It's bigger than you. This is multi-million dollar company right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I see that vision that you want to create and I believe in it. It's really cool and needed. Thank you. So the more clear you can communicate the name, the description, and the specific outcomes people will get from being a part of it, okay? Then you're going to get people who go, okay, what problems does this solve for them? So if you want to tell me a little bit more about that, then we can just dial it in even further. Um, it is so challenging firsthand experience to work from home with a toddler. I mean, mm. one of the most challenging things I've had to do. Yeah. Um, and so that's mainly the huge problem trying to work at home with young kids is really a mm-hmm. challenge. Um, a lack of community is a theme that I actually have two yeah. local Facebook groups just for moms. Um, mm-hmm. both of them have different themes yeah. and I just hear this reoccurring. There's no community. And I think especially within the area of the country that I live in, most of the community is designed around churches. And so unless you have a church community, you really don't have any community at all. And so to create that lack of community is definitely a problem that I want to solve. Um, Mm -hmm. And just like for it to be a hub for people, working people, people who want to have, like you said, that uh, good education for their kids. I know there's also a lack of good daycares in my area and good schools. There's only one or two Montessori schools in the entire, entire city. So Mm -hmm. a lack of good education and just good foundations for children, I think is another problem I really want to solve. 
That's beautiful. And it is, you're very specific in like that preschool, right? That toddler age. So before kindergarten, basically. Yes, it would be um, six months to six years. That's perfect. That is so perfect. And then, so some other target audiences that would want to be a part of this or might, um, you could draw from would be mops, right? Mothers of preschool, moms of preschoolers, because that is that group. And they don't meet all the time. It's like a couple times a month. I was a part of it when my kids were little, but I noticed that, you know, a lot of them either weren't able to work or if they could come somewhere like this, that kind of space where they could work and there's people that care for their kids. You could eat a snack together, you know, change your own kid's diaper. Like they need Mm -hmm. to be there to do those mommy things that your kids need and give them a hug when they need it, you know, but I know there are amazing certified educators who would love to be a part of this that are like, I'm done with public education. They're tired Mm -hmm. of it. And to get to come into some space like this, where you have what education is supposed to be, you know, and this may push some buttons for people. I don't care. I was in public education. I loved it. And I was a straight A kid, top of my class, did everything the best it could be where my kids, they knew they were loved. And I taught them life skills. Like some, they got to brush their teeth every day at school because that didn't happen at home. I always mm-hmm. had snacks because they were hungry. If they needed a nap, we put in nap time. I don't care if they were in middle school or second grade, like mm-hmm. kids need these basics. How can you learn math if you're so exhausted, dirty, hungry, and you don't feel like anybody cares about you? You can't. That's so true. So it's like we handled the basics and this nurturing, amazing space with their parents don't have your kids be sent off to daycare or alone without you and preschool. Like I love, like I said, (laughs) if you can feel, (laughs) I believe in what you want to create. And I hope other people can feel it too. I hope people will listen to this and go, yes, that is needed. And they need donations because they have multi-million dollar businesses. They have billions and they have to spend it for tax write-off. So why not contribute to something that's going to help change the world by pouring into kids? They are our most precious gift and Mm -hmm. that solid foundation will carry them through a lifetime because they'll know they were loved. A lot of them will learn to read in that space. They'll make friends and so will the parents, right? And they won't have that disconnect of being away from their primary, you know, givers and not having that disconnection is it's so it like genuinely breaks my heart to Mm. think about having not been there for the last two years of my daughter's life. And that time, time in which you're working from nine to five is that's basically the entire day. So you get a few hours with them at home and maybe you miss their first steps. Maybe you miss, you know, even the little moments like changing a diaper and then you turn around Mm -hmm. and, oh my gosh, where did, where did their childhood go? I wasn't there the entire time. I wish I could go back and redo it. So I just think that is so important to allow parents, support parents to be there mm-hmm. with their children um, yeah. while without having to compromise on any of their own dreams. I yeah. just, I think that's so invaluable. It's so invaluable. It's so important. And that's so aligned with us too, just so you know, because our whole business model, we have a heart for parents. Like we work with celebrities, artists, influencers, authors, but parents that's how we started because we were like if they could work from home they don't have to leave their kids if they have medical Mm -hmm. issues if they need more for braces if they want to go on a vacation if they could add a consulting stream of income you can do it we teach a power two hours a day so you're not chained Mm -hmm. to it as nine to five it's ultimate freedom using your gifts and talents so that would be one way too that we could help is if you wanted to 
be an affiliate, like for our program, I can send you the link when we're done. Our affiliates, literally, you see what our program teaches. It's all the basics of how to start your own consulting business with your existing skills and talents. And when you refer people, you will get paid commission after 30 days. Like they enroll. It's literally that easy. You meet people. Oh, you want to work from home? Check out what John and Trina created. And so that's one stream because you're going to need lots of streams of income. I teach 14 streams of income um, to fund something this big. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's bigger than you. So putting you in touch with people that I know, um, <coughs> Joy Villa is one of our clients who I can share about this and she could share it on her social media. It's millions and it would let people know about your project, but you've got to get it organized. So the name yeah. tight description of who you help and how, okay. okay. You need to be very specific in those outcomes. Um, you will not have to leave your child in those foundational years. Okay. You will have community and support because you get to work in the place where your child will be. Mm -hmm. Right. You have a positive environment that is beautiful and fun to uplift you as a new mom, you know, if you want it specifically for moms, you could go that route or as a new parent, that's up to you. Do you think that there's any benefit in marketing specifically to moms? Or do you think that it's better to just do it as a general thing for parents? Well, you could go either way. I mean, to me, if it depends on what you want the space to look like, Obviously you're going to have moms with little boys and moms with little girls. Mm -hmm. If you want the whole thing to be feminine of only moms with little girls, you're going to have one space, right? If you want to open it to all parents of kids with toddlers, then you're just going to want to handle, you need, this is in your plan, right? Your bigger, tight, detailed business plan that that will make a difference of you need to have men's and women's restrooms, Mm -hmm. right? You're going to need to have spaces that they are always being watched no matter what, right. By certified people that you're going to make sure these kids are cared for. And, you know, maybe it's around the outside of the work spot or vice versa. However you have that. Um, It's just some of those logistics. So it depends on the culture you want to create in the space. Do you want it to be, that would be very healthy and normal, right. To have little boys and little girls and moms and dads and a, happy, healthy space where they can see those relationships and make friends and recognize the differences and the similarities, you know? Absolutely. Because I was originally thinking of just doing it for all parents. And then Mm -hmm. I really want to have like different themed workrooms. So for like, there would be a room more kind of catered toward men and then kind of a glam Mm -hmm. area for women. And so just sort of a different area for everybody so they can find what makes them the most comfortable and then they're able to work from there. I think that's really cool. And I think that would be a really healthy space because there are places, right? Like mops is just moms of preschoolers. And it was just women. And I noticed, and I thought about that. I'm like, I don't think dads have a space like that. Mm-hmm. We do, but what about the single dads who have a little kid? Or what about like, you know, my husband was with our son when I was teaching and he was getting our photography business going. I'm sure he would have loved a place with other dads that walked, you know, their kids or went fishing together, something. So in mm-hmm. your space, 
if you want to expand it, you're not leaving anyone out, right? You're just including yeah. more people, which gives it more room to, to grow. Absolutely. I think some of my limiting beliefs make me want to kind of like close the idea and make it smaller, but yeah. then like the fire inside of me is like, no, do it like bigger, do it better. And sure. just make it exactly what you envision it to be. Don't make it smaller just because you're afraid. There you go. I mean, seriously, I hope you had a big breakthrough on it right there. Cause it is, it's like, we can limit. And I would have some things like, obviously maybe you want to screen parents or a background check or only qualify certain parents to work in this space because you do have children, right? And we mm -hmm. need to make sure they're protected and safe. Um, you're not going to want certain personalities in that space because if it's someone who's super aggressive or a super downtone negative person, you know, that's not going to be a great example for those kids. They have sad days anyway. They're going to have to work through sharing toys, right? And like mm -hmm. um, owies and stuff like that. But we don't want someone coming in who's just going to make them feel bad or, or be rude and pick on them. So there might be some like parenting um, courses that need to happen there you know, maybe to qualify or they have to go through that to be a part of this. Um, those would be ways to do it. So in your plan, that's where you want to refine and tighten that message, right? If this is a place for parents who want to work in a healthy space that nurtures them and their children, right? Mm -hmm. For positive results, it could be where we honor and respect communication, personal growth, and professional development. And you could even add in there four high achievers or four, you know, parents, um, who, who desire, maybe it's collaboration and community. Mm, I like that. Like that will bring in a very different person because you want to kind of repel those that you don't want to be a part of it and bring in the ones that say, Ooh, that's me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Does that feel aligned with what yeah, you're definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And you mentioned the classes. That's definitely something I wanted to have as well. Like just an array of different classes for parents so that they can learn yeah. how to be better, better parents. That's right. That's right. And the cool part is because you'll have the space, you could bring in speakers, you could mm -hmm. have special events. These will be ways to continue to fund your project and bring you big bursts of income. Um, you might want a, a board, like a foundation or a board, depending how you want to set this up, right. To franchise it. Um, there's a contact I'm going to put you in touch with because she specifically helps make businesses turn into franchises. Okay. She's really cool. And she has multi-million dollar businesses. And so I would be happy to, I'll connect you guys great. in a three-way message. Yeah. Okay. She's a really neat person. And I think we'll be aligned with this. Um, I'm also going to connect you with, um, she was on the podcast this woman, Jocelyn, she's really cool. She has a virtual music program. It's all ready. Kids could go through it, but that would be a really neat part to just include awesome. her every week. You know, they could be a part of this. Maybe that's a membership that they get to purchase as a part of the space and program. 
it's actually interesting. I don't think I mentioned to you my background, my family's background is in like education and um, like curriculum. So my dad's company is actually a curriculum company. Uh And um, so it's, it's um, for language arts, but we used to sell a a music program. We don't sell it anymore. So it's interesting that you mentioned that I was actually homeschooled pretty much my entire childhood and then just went to a few schools when I was in high school. But I definitely have that like personal background in just like child education is Mm -hmm. definitely close to my heart. And that's where I've been working the last two years is at that company company that's kind of centered around education. I love that. I love it. Well, and I was thinking too, (laughs) I haven't really shared this with many people, but I have an entire educational like curriculum site. our company's best educators LLC. And I built it as best educators Academy and it's for your age group. It's birth through like second grade really could use this, but it's all around how to teach children to read with reading, writing, and their chants and poems that you can do to like, like an example. One is instead of I'm a little teapot, you know, that one. Mm-hmm. So it goes through and it's like, I'm a little bean sprout. It's like something, little bean seeds, whatever. I haven't sang it in a while, but there's the chant that goes with it. Kids learn to read and then they have like hands on activities and it's all nonfiction. So around plants and animals and things that are very real in their environment that would literally be like downloadables. Here's stuff people could do. If you want a certified program, they could have all those materials and resources and literally ready to go themed for the entire year um, with calendar chants it's got like a monthly poem and so they could learn to read at the same time so will you send me that information yeah I'd like to look over that sure because I have literally it's a how to raise readers it's a quick downloadable and then to access the membership sites nothing I think I made it like twenty dollars or I just was like I want it into people's hands so it's very affordable but that would be something where I've debated collaborating like on groups like this because you could buy a membership site for your whole program organization yeah absolutely and then they could just oh this is what we're using this month here you print them out the kids have it they're learning to read it goes home and then it's not like you're trying to come up with curriculum it's all there and it's all online Mm -hmm. so it's downloadables (laughs) i'll show i'll share it with you for sure yes yeah Um, please do that's great i love that yeah because then these are more of those things like that this is handled this is handled when you go to show people um so i'm sure they'd want to look at you know what are resources what are programs um, I pulled from my 20 years and cherry picked all the content I created. So it's literally there. Um, I'm trying to think some other things. So you need, you got your name, description, your outcome, who specifically it helps. Right. And then you'd want to go into specific details on like, what things are you going to need to make this reality and some estimates. Okay. Because if you're like, what I'd recommend is you start off with one, right? If you could start off with one and you know what the building is going to cost, so you're going to have to go through your costs, right? You're going to have your building. You're going to need landscaping because I'm imagining this is an inside and out aesthetically yes. amazing space. Yes, I, I have. That's one of the ways I don't want to shrink myself. I really have a vision of like this incredibly beautiful yeah. space, like you said, in and out. And I just don't want to compromise that just because I'm trying to make it smaller. Yes, seriously. Amazing. It's going to be awesome. I'll come over and help you with your ribbon cutting ceremony and uh, <laughs> teach an event for parents or something if you want. Okay. That would be amazing. 
<laughs> I believe in this. It's going to be cool. Or we're putting it out there. So it's already in the works. Like people are going to feel this energy. I want to be part of this. Um, so you're going to need your, yeah, your building, your landscaping, you're going to need all the stuff that goes into a building. Right. So you're going to have to have your, um, not only your paint and your flooring and your logistics, right. Of that space, which there could be a space already built that just needs to be revamped. Or it could, do you picture it completely new from scratch? I've, I've considered this a lot and I've been eyeing all the buildings I see for lease as I'm driving through my town. I actually wanted to ask your opinion. Do you think that in this situation, it's better to purchase a building as opposed to leasing one? If you want to prove your concept and get even more people on board, if you lease a space, then you're going to keep it. Your overhead's going to be lower because you're not going into debt hundreds of thousands to buy a building, right? Mm -hmm. If you lease a space or you can rent it with somebody or even better, maybe there's already a company that's like, we want this for our employees. We're going to pay you to put it in our facility. That's cool, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That's the harder, not harder. But I think renting a space because you want right off the bat your income. And I'm, some people will not say this. Some will be like, totally go in debt. I don't think that I want you to be making money right off the bat. So before you have the kids open the door, you have your tuition covered. You know, these people are paying to use the space. You've got all those expenses so that you're making more than your expenses right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Cause you're not just trying to create another hobby and work for yourself. Like you want this to be an actual business, which means it mm-hmm. needs to make a profit, right? Okay. So those were, would, would be ways as the existing businesses that would want to have this at their facility for their employees or leasing a space so that you can have a tried and true, like tested concept. And then once it's doing well and functioning, you can always expand and like build a custom building or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that would probably people- be ideal. I think there's a lot of things I could do with the custom building that would be challenging with a rental space, but yep. it's like you said, I don't want to, I do want this to be a business, not just an expensive hobby. Yeah. And that's the thing. Could you make this vision so clear for people? They're going to have to see to get them to donate to this project, make it work. They're going to have to see what they're going to get out of it. You know, do you have a heart centered entrepreneur who has billions to invest? And he's like, I had a horrible childhood. If I would have been in a space like this, I wouldn't have gotten abused. You know, mm-hmm. I would have felt like my parents loved me. I would have had good nutrition instead of scrounging for change in the sofa and having to buy myself a loaf of bread. Like mm-hmm. those will bring in people who are going to say, Ooh, I want to leave a legacy by being a part of this. And maybe they fund it and you're able to purchase it cash off those donations because they invest in your vision, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But you're going to have to communicate this in a way that gets people to see your vision and you'll know you have it when they're crying because they're so touched by the way this is going to impact not only children's lives, but like maybe it's their direct family or their direct grandkids. Absolutely. I do have a question for you. I really, it's really in my heart to find a way to offer I'm not sure like a grant or scholarship 
um, like a certain amount of those each year for mm -hmm. people who just simply can't afford it, but still really want to be a part of it um, yeah. is the best way to do that through like, what is the best way to format that? It's a super good question. Um, with our businesses, we also offer scholarships and the way we've done it is like if, if we see there's a need, right, and someone has made the effort and they've made the initiative to reach out, then we make there be some kind of exchange because otherwise I can give you, I could give you our business building program, but unless there's an exchange there, they're not even going to benefit because they won't do the work. So maybe those people would help clean the facility, right? Or maybe they would help come take out the trash or um, pick up junk outside in the landscaping or teach a class, you know, so if you're going to give a scholarship, have them be in exchange with you <coughs> to earn that scholarship and it will mean more. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I see, I see what you're saying there. I did have the thought process that I would really like to be able to offer jobs to stay at home moms who yeah. haven't been able to work because they can't afford daycare. And so mm -hmm. they're kind of able to work in exchange for um, a small amount of money. But part of that, like they're, they're earning the full amount. And then part of that is just being funded directly into their children being in the daycare, but yeah. they're still able to earn some of that income to take home with them. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. Yeah. My sister did that with her daycare too. Um, where people could work there and that kind of traded for their kids being in the program. Mm -hmm. You could totally do that. Um, you're going to want to do some research and I can connect you with, I have a um, financial like planner that we work with when people have these bigger visions and he will help you get your credit in order, help you do the things you need to do to get established as yours might be an S corp or an LLC, depending which route is best for you. Um, but you're going to need funding, right. To finance this bigger dream. And mm -hmm. it is a program and plan, but he will help you get all that business credit and stuff established and help you get those things going. And it's worth it because he's going to help you with this financial picture to expand to this bigger vision. Um, that would be amazing. He, yeah. He works with millionaires. Like, yeah, sure. It's an investment, but you know what? Isn't anything. Mm -hmm. That's very true. <laughs> so anyway, I can definitely connect you with him. Um, what other specific questions do you have for me? Um, oops, sorry. I needed to plug in my computer really quick. So I don't die on you. It's real um, life. <laughs> let me pull out my, I had some notes on my phone. Um, yes, I did want to ask you if you knew anything from your background about licensing for, I know that there's very specific sorts of licensing that you have to have in order to operate a daycare or any kind of like child education facility. And I don't know um, like where, I guess I'm trying to grasp my vision on where, what is the timeline? I work yeah. really well when I'm a visual person. And so like, what is the mm -hmm. timeline of the steps that happen? And when is the appropriate time to seek out the different elements that I would need like the licensing. Yeah. So one question I'm going to ask, have you ever ran your own business before? Um, I've run an Etsy shop <laughs> and that's about okay. it. Um, that's not okay. a real, no, but, um, again, I do have, um, just like a very personal connection with my dad's company. So yeah. I know a little bit of, I've done his accounting, 
um, in the past for him. So I have a little bit of experience being involved, but not running it myself. Gotcha. Okay. So honestly, our business fundamentals program would be amazing. I have, that's going to be, there's two things and the financial piece that I could connect you with where he's going to help you because he can literally help you like set up your own bank. And if your dad's not doing that, he might want to connect with him because he helps people who want to expand like billionaires. So it's just mm-hmm. one of those that maybe that's a resource you're bringing in, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause then you can take loans literally from yourself. You finance your own programs and stuff. Um, the licensing you're going to want to look in your specific state and find out because every state's different. Um, small businesses, some states, you know, what it requires to get an LLC is completely different in certain states than the other, but you'll want to do that research for your state. What does it take to get this kind of facility and see what kind of, if there's certifications, some of those things that you're just going to have to handle as a business owner, but that's why you're going to want this plan in place so that you can see, Ooh, what do I need to get done? Is it just a matter of paying for this? you know, what does it take to actually get this vision to be reality? So you're Mm going to need to look in your state and see what that takes. Okay. Okay. Um, so what obviously business plan I've been working on, that's, I realized the very first step. And then after the business plan is really finalized, like what is the very next step? Like what comes first, you know, the funding or the building? Like, do you find the building before you find the funding or do you find the funding before you find the building? Like, I just need, I'm trying to figure out the, order. you know, what, yeah, the order of everything. Okay. I have found as far as like intention, if you put the intention of what you want to happen and you can get this so clear and so tight, the space is going to show up, you know, by doing your research and kind of figuring out what are rent prices what would the cost of this facility be to give you some approximate numbers that's going to help you when you go to investors with your plan and you say, you know, it's different, right? If you need a facility that you're going to be paying 2000 a month versus saying, I want to buy this $2 million property. And these are the ideas. And this is the staff I need to hire. And this is the landscape designer I need to hire, you know, <clears throat> so you want to have both of those. Like this would be the bare bones. I'm starting this, but I want to do it right. And I'm going to rent. And this is how much staff I need. I would get very specific. If your very first building, if you could rent a space and have, you know, is it five themed rooms? Do you need 12 themed rooms? Like get so clear. Cause I know in your mind right now, you're picturing like a zoo themed and a treehouse theme and a (laughs) ocean theme, right? Yeah. (laughs) So I would see what can you do to get a proof of concept to show I've got, you know, five rooms and five teachers and a space for 20 parents to work, you know, just get that tight on a proof of concept first. So people can see it with you. Okay. I want it that clear. You know, if you can dial in and really spend some time writing that, when you open the double doors and there's, you know, to the left, you're going to see this room and this room, and, you know, whether it's the office spaces for parents around or the kids in the middle or each themed room out there and parents in the middle, um, whatever your concept, get it super clear. So others can see it too. And then 
What was your next question? Um, like which, what comes first? At what point, I guess the real question is, at what point do the, like, would I actually go out seeking investors after, just after I have the business plan or before I do that, do I need to have other things in place? Like, do I need to say, this is the exact address I want to rent? Well, I mean, I see people do GoFundMe's, right? When they just have an idea they're trying to launch. Like I had friends who did it with a band. They had a dream, you know, they had, they knew what they wanted to purchase for the band and they had a song that they shared and then people sent money. And once they send that money, it's like, Hey, that's gone. They just donated to your cause basically. So, so that's not, which one is the one that you're they're investing and you have to pay them back. There's one, is that Kickstarter or is GoFundMe is. Um, GoFundMe is just, they're donating to just it. Donating. Um, Kickstarter, you might like give them a book at the end, or you can read through and pick which one of those works best for you. Mm-hmm. An investor would be like, you go to someone and you're like, here's my idea. Here's my business plan. Maybe you set up with a meeting with different CEOs in your community, you know, and you're like, okay. this is what I'd like to do. Do you want to be a part of it? You know, are you willing to, if it's donate, then you don't have to pay that back. If they're just like, yeah, I need a write-off this year. Thank you. You know, and maybe you <laughs> give them a custom thank you from your name of your business, or I just helped somebody do something like this. It was really cool for her, her property. She's doing a foundation. So you could in your space say, Hey, if you donate like 10,000, 50,000, hundred thousand, 500,000, whatever, maybe they're going to get a plaque that goes oh, up. I've seen that. Space right? Or on the brick, like Plexus outside, when you go all their high ticket people or diamonds, their names are actually on bricks outside of it as you go in. Mm-hmm. So this would be, I would totally promote as like, Hey, this is a legacy. You're helping children. Do you have a heart to help kids? Do you want to stop kids from getting abused? Like bring up those issues when you talk to them. Like, do you want your money to go some to something more? I wanted to puke like a billionaire just blew money on a private jet. I'm like, okay, cool. You need it for your business and stuff. But like, (laughs) I would want to go to him with this plan and be like, do you want to help kids? Like, I think it's awesome. You just bought yourself a private jet so you could get to your events faster. That's phenomenal. Do you want to do something that's a legacy? Do you want to stop kids from getting abused because they're not in horrible childcare facilities? Do you want to stop kids from, you know, not getting to spend time with their parents and restore families? That gives me goosebumps. Like who wouldn't want to be a part of that? You're out there doting how much money you have, like, cool, invest in the next generation. Like, you know, put your money where your mouth is your family guy. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Here's family. (laughs) This is keeping families together, you know? Um, so you could go to people like that. And I envision like a, a wall, a wall dedicated to investors, like thank you to everybody who made this possible. And then everybody has their name on there. Everybody likes recognition. So I think that would be. Yeah. See, so that's a way to just go to them. And when they donate to that, you're giving them like, they're going to want a tax write-off thing. They're going to need like a receipt or, you know, how do we do this? And you could call some companies and be like, if your company donates to causes, like what kind of paperwork do they need? Usually it's like a receipt. You know, we gave scholarships. You get to write that off um, because they're always looking for business write-offs, right? Probably even your dad needs some write-offs then. (laughs) Yes. I know he's talked to me about that, about his 
he's like, you know, you can, you know, telling me about how you can write off donations. So maybe I'll be his next year's. There you go. You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, dad, you told me that you can write off donations. So I have a worthy cause you can donate to. Do you have to be a like registered charity or like a registered nonprofit in order to do that? That was my impression before. I know that people just donate to causes and every business needs write off. So I don't know that for sure. You're going to have to do your homework on that one. Um, I do have a person in our community I'll connect you with. She's phenomenal. And I know she would be personally invested in this too. And she knows how to start nonprofits. Um, her whole background is a nonprofit. And so I will ask her or at least put you guys in touch so you can have a conversation. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, because she will know some of those things. And I don't know all the answers, but I want to help you. And mm -hmm. if I don't know it, I'll refer you to somebody who does. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, okay. I'm trying to think if I can think of any more specific questions. Um, is there a like a specific way that you would recommend getting um, like demographic information? What I was thinking of is just making a survey. Like, uh -huh. would you like this? Would you, how much would you pay for this? And then just putting it into my community. Is that a way to do it? Or is there a better way to get that kind of information from people? I think that's a great idea. Direct asking. I mean, putting it on your Facebook page, putting it in the boss moms group that we're in together. Um, mm -hmm. asking your specific group that you brought in, if they'd want this, I think that's phenomenal because those are going to be people who are your buyers, right? They want to be a part of it. They're already invested. They're interested. So you can ask those questions on your Facebook page. That's a great way, you know, just to start, they give you information like that. Um, and it's an easy way to check. You mm -hmm. might ask like some of the schools, you know, once they have kids already in school, this isn't really for them. It's the ones before but you might try to see if you could get into MOPS as a guest speaker. And then you could okay. come talk about this idea. If you wanted to have either a handwritten thing they could fill out and you could collect right there, that would work. Or you could have something that is automated, you know, that you send out that they could fill out and get back to you. Okay, amazing. I like that idea a lot. Awesome. And then you can always, I mean... I think just asking those questions and making it specific to your area will give you immediate feedback on what the people in your area want, mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. Um, do you have any tips on how to make sure that I've just, I've done a lot of research about starting a new business and I see a lot of people like the big red flag is before you do anything, make sure that it's actually profitable is that basically, does that just come down to running the numbers or is there any other advice you can offer me on just how to make sure that it truly is going to be profitable after all the expenses? And of course, expenses that arise that I can't even, you know, imagine would exist. Is there like a cushion I should put in or like, what is, how can I ensure that? Yeah, that's a really good question. So <clears throat> because you're talking about a physical location, um, that is automatically going to be more expensive right? Mm -hmm. I know when we had our photography business to get a sign made for Arizona photo solutions would have been over $10,000. And we had 2000 in rent every month. Then you had your, you know, 
utilities, all that. So you were talking a ton of money out the door mm-hmm. before you could make a product. And that was for pictures. So we had to charge. Now, when we took our photography studio and added high ticket weddings, and we added a fine art gallery, and we started having classes at our studio, right? We're now we're reaching more so we could expand our income and make your our income more than our outgo. So you're going to want to look at that at the space when you're doing your business plan to see what kinds of streams of income could come into this so that like maybe parents, um, you know, are they just getting to come to the space, but do they pay for their kids to go to childcare because they would be paying for their kids to go to daycare anyway, but they're working right there. So they're going to mm-hmm. save money, not transporting them to a different space you know, all those. So if it's a place where they come in for them paying X amount a month, they get to work right there virtually, mm-hmm. right? With their business, they get to have their kid there. You can have those kind of things. Um, the other things you could look at would be providing a space for people, maybe after hours to use that for maybe a photography studio or an event because you're already going to have the insurance. You're going to have to have like, you know, whatever we have like million dollar policy or something to cover kids and people falling or whatever, right. In a space. So you're going to want to look and see, could you bring in other streams of income since you're paying the space rent anyway? Um, I'm thinking of like, there's homeschool groups like Thomas Jefferson education I was in a co-op here and they paid a church money to have their group. Yes, we have those here as well. Yeah. Okay. So see if you multi-purpose it, like, do you have certain hours only you'd want to have this facility open for your vision? Yeah, I've actually been kind of trying to figure that out. The competing co-working facilities actually will offer like a key code that you can, it's pretty much 24 seven access, but Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that that would be the best for this because like you said, then I don't have really as much control over what's happening with the space. I love the idea you said of, of making it a photography studio. That's actually something that's very successful in the city. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of new studios opening up and it's literally just a space that people rent hourly to take pictures of people. So I really love that idea. And we also have several homeschool groups. I actually have a friend who's working on creating a homeschool group and -hmm. she needs a place for it. So I can see how that would like also integrate if we had, I just think it would need to be a building with enough rooms that everybody could, I could, you know, give rooms to everybody who needed a room and not be limiting myself. Yeah. And to be able to multi-purpose that, you know, when you're talking about anything that involves children, you do not want a space that people can just come and go without you or a staff you've trained. Like to me, that's a big, that's a really good. I didn't even think about that because I was just, I was, all of these spaces are co-working only. They don't have any childcare. So I was just kind of like, well, that's what everybody else is doing, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I could see that that would be a definite no. Yeah. And if you want it, like where your program, say the parents and kids work program is only like a four hour chunk of time or maybe six hours, you know, whatever you think they need for that work day. Um, and then that's, that's different. And then you hire a different staff member who comes and they're running it and they're there while the photography people get to come in and use mm-hmm. certain rooms or while the homeschool group does. But <clears throat> this is just for me, every time a business owner is present, you always love your space and you're going to take better care of things than other people. Right. Mm-hmm. So to me, I wouldn't want somebody just in my space 
ever without me or one of my trained staff members there to make sure, you know, our bathrooms left clean is stuff put away. Are they not messing with everybody else's work areas? Like, do they only have access to certain doors where they could use the photography room and bathroom? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it can yeah, definitely be a multi-purpose space. If you guys are there anyway, during the day and you had another room, why not let them go book a photography session and use it during the hours you're already there? Mm-hmm. Or one of the rooms becomes for a homeschool group. And now you have more cash flow coming in, right? While you're having your main business. Yeah. And for photographers who have kids who they need childcare for their kids while they do their photography sessions. That would be brilliant. Especially if you had cool outdoor spaces outside where they could take pictures outside and pay for their kid to be in your childcare program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really good idea. So there's definitely ways, but if you can increase those flows, right. Mm-hmm. And then if you have, you know, a certain name for your group and you have swag there and they could buy sweatshirts or they could buy, you know, merch for your specific tribe, you know, whatever your club is or name of it, then that's another streaming club. Um, so looking at that and then the consulting piece where you can package your idea of how you did this and help others set up their own franchise in their own state or city, that's where you're going to make more when you package this idea clear enough so others can duplicate it. I've actually had, like, I've always had a call to do some sort of like business consulting, which Mm -hmm. is ironic since I don't have much personal experience because you have to have personal experience in order to coach other people. So I've often had the thought, like, I would love to be, you know, a business coach, but I have to do my own successful business first before I can coach other people on it. So, you know, that's just a limiting belief, right? Yes. I've had people tell me that before I have, I know. I just like, don't, I just, I'm so young and I just like, cannot get over like this. I need more time to like have more experience before people will listen to me, which I'm sure is a limiting belief, but it's really one that's really challenging for me to get over. You want to break through that right now? I don't know how. (laughs) I'm going to help you. That's what I do. So I'm a business breakthrough specialist. And with all my background, we get transformations quick. Like it doesn't have to take years. How old are you right now? 22. Okay. So when I was 21 years old, I got my very first teaching job and it was in a very competitive school where I beat out everybody they hadn't hired in eight years in Corvallis, Oregon. They were all more experienced than me. I didn't have a master's degree. I was green. I was right out of college. And I showed up and the last question they asked me in the interview, they said, why should we hire you? And I was like, because I'm the best person for the job. And the person who quit, it was Thursday, school started Tuesday. And I showed up with all my lesson plans in order, my calendar math, my theme of investigating ice cream. And I got the job. And right out of college, they started looking and watching. And when I was 22 years old, I got recruited from the Oregon State University. Professor came and observed because my kids were getting results so fast. They weren't fluent in English. I had to help them get fluent and learn English and Spanish. I taught a bilingual classroom, so I had to do both. And he hired me to come as a consultant to teach over 80 teachers who are all older than me. And he was like, if you could just put together a little PowerPoint and, you know, teach them what you do, just do something fun to kind of show them. You're going to do it to the whole group. If someone's interested, then they'll go to your breakout session. You're going to teach 
the main event, one breakout session, and then everyone has to go on stage and share what they learned. And they paid me $800 and took wow. me to lunch. And I was 22 years old. And I wow. was like, for two hours and drove me. <laughs> and I was like, this is crazy. I didn't make $800 teaching full-time for two weeks mm-hmm. by the time they took insurance. So you can wow. do it. I didn't have tons of experience. I was right out of college, but I knew I could do it. And I had someone else who believed in me, who was about our age difference. Cause I'm 45. And so <clears throat> that's why our program, we teach people how to get their consulting business up and rolling fast. So they're like, I did a go in six weeks. And honestly, just so that we could support you and you'd have that business structure, because that's where you're going to get your confidence and you're going to get in our community of celebrities and stuff, make it one of your first goals. I literally had a girl sell a guitar. I'm not kidding you. She sold a guitar to get in our program because she was like, I don't have the money, but I'm going to find the money because I need to do this. And so if you did that, you get in our 3k program. That's what the group coaching or 5k so that me and you can have more sessions like this. We get six of them where we can just keep working on your specific thing. It's not that much. College is going to be $120,000. You know, you might have to be like, okay, what can I look around here and sell right now? I had a girl, she was like, I have custom purses. I don't need this many custom purses. So you're going to learn people. And this is what you have to remember when you go get your people to fund your program, they either have resources or they're resourceful. Okay. It's not a lack of wanting to do it. People can either pay to do it right now, or they're going to go find the money. You know, they're going to put it on a card or they're going to ask somebody to invest in them so they can get this done. Or you do a GoFundMe so you can start your business. And that would be your first business would be your consulting business. And you would have these skills and structure to get your purpose, your message, your ideal clients, your marketing, branding, share your story. So you enroll people when you talk about this thing like that. And the sales piece, because they are going to be the sales piece. You have to communicate with people, right? To get them to know what you do enough to take action. Yeah. Yeah. And the higher ticket, you're going to have a baseline for your people to come in, but then you want to have upgrades, right? Why not have a VIP thing? So maybe you have a base. I don't even know tuition in these. You're going to have to research, like, what do people pay? I never paid childcare, so I don't know. Are they paying 500 a month? Is it a thousand? I don't really know what they pay. So you're gonna have to look. I'm not familiar with what a parent would be willing to pay to put their kids in the best childcare facility. Cause this would a be lot. a level, a lot. A lot. Yeah. I mean, I was looking into a Montessori school for my daughter yep. um, and their like youngest children's class for like part-time was like $1,200 a month. Okay. So you're going to want to document all that because real numbers mm-hmm. speak to people who are going to invest in you. You're going to be like, parents would pay 1200 a month for this. So my facility, they're going to pay, maybe it's 2000 a month because they get the privilege of working in the same space their kid is at, right? Mm-hmm. You're saving them fuel. You're saving them clothes. If they don't have to dress up to go to their space, you know, you can sell it with that. Um, the other thing would be have a VIP upgrade option. So maybe it's 2K a month, but for, you know, maybe 3K a month, it includes a special, you know, do you have a nutrition meal that's going to come and it's already ready and now they don't even have to pack lunch and they're going to get a social night for parents once a month. 
with their kid mm-hmm. or they get to come to the special VIP, you know, maybe it's a princess surprise party, prince and princess mm-hmm. surprise party where you get those people who come in dressed up and sign autographs and right. Mm-hmm. Or you get to yeah. meet up at like the butterfly palace. I'm in Branson. So we have things like the butterfly palace for a special. I've been there. It's beautiful. Okay. My husband and I are actually just talking about taking like a little vacation to Branson sometime in the next few months. Hi, and we want to take my daughter to the butterfly palace. You, I'll let you know if, if we end up coming for sure. Yeah. You have my info. That's like seriously seven minutes from my house. So <laughs> my daughter awesome. loved to go there when she was little and we'll do a video and we'll share with people to get this concept out there, you know? Yeah. I would love that. So just like I said, just keep going, get it as dialed in as you can get Absolutely. as specific as you can get those numbers. Cause you're going to have to show rent versus buy the property. If I rent it, this is this, if I buy it, these are my expenses. I'm going to have to enroll this many children, this many families, this many VIPs to make a profit, right? So you're going to want to have your expenses and then you're going to want to have your, your profit. So, you know, what, what would it cost to make this vision happen? And what would people pay to have this, have the VIP options so you can charge more for those services. Um, And that's where you could include, like, do they want the music package? Well, if they do, you're going to hire maybe Jocelyn for her virtual music package and that would include one of those a week. So maybe those kids, or if you want them all to have music, just be like, we also offer this. That's why our mm-hmm. program is more money. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I have so many notes. <laughs> does that, does that feel good, but not overwhelming? Um, it is still, it is still overwhelming just because I've never done anything this large scale, but it definitely helps to like talk through the different small pieces of it and Mm -hmm. I'm such a person who like I think when I talk so as I'm talking like my thoughts are formulating and I'm getting new ideas so just talking something out like this is so beneficial to me and here's the thing if you've never had your own business before and you go and put in place you do like the business fundamentals program with us that's going to help you get your confidence and your structure. Cause you're going to need that in place to scale to something of the magnitude you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And if you want to raise, let's just put the number out there, 5 million for this facility, raise 5,000, get in the business building program with us. Cause now your mind's going to be like for 5 million, 5,000 is nothing. Like maybe your first thing is mentoring, you know, Maybe for a hundred dollars an hour, you have parents who you meet with once a week for four weeks and you share how you worked from home with your kids and you're creating that social space that you get them together now and they could be anywhere in the world, but start that little community. People can pay to be a part of like mops, but online, you know, there's another stream of income, right? If you get that going. You could still continue that virtual parent in night at your facility for another stream of income or from home. But that gets you your cash flow coming in now. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So. You're a class act, Ellie. Like you came prepared, you totally did not waste my time or yours, which earns a lot of respect in my book. So thank you for showing up. So like you had very specific questions. It was awesome. Thank you. Well, I just, 
I wish I could truly express the gratitude that I have for the time that you spent with me. I know your time is very valuable and I'm grateful to be on the receiving end of your generosity in that regard. Hey, I, it's my pleasure. And seriously, when you rock this thing, like I always tell people, you want to thank me, send me a heartfelt testimonial because then I'll post it or tag me in it or whatever you want. Cause that lets other people know about you and me. And it connects us where they're like, Ooh, you know, it's reciprocal. So those kind of mm-hmm. things help. And, and seriously, someday I'm going to come over and see your facility. And I wouldn't mind, you know, do, do teaching a session or helping you or virtually, um, I'll send you that how to raise readers guide. So you can see kind of that membership site. And that's yeah, a very yes, cool thing that would add to what you're doing. And um, do you have any more questions for me today? Not that I can think of right now. <clears throat> okay. If you do email, my email is Trina at Trina Um, I'll send you a few resources, but I think we just came up with at least six different streams of income for you between affiliate consulting, all the different programs you could have at your space. So we've opened the doors for the floodgates. I always call this financial Friday, right? To pour in, to help you. And so from here, it's, you have a plan now. So be aware Mm -hmm. your mind is going to be trying to make this work because now it's really clear and you see it. So capture it with the details. Because when you go to try to get donations and you go get your funding for this kind of thing, you need that tight business plan that says, I've already done my homework. These are some potential expenses. These are the potential profits. These are additional streams of income for these types of um, activities we can have at this facility. And then, yeah, get going, you know, that Kickstarter there's a movie and I'll send you the information because my friend shared it with me. Um, I want to say it's like big, big idea or little farm, big idea. Have you seen that on YouTube? I don't think so. No. Okay. It was out of California, but I'll share that with you to just inspire you because these people shared their idea for this farm. It was just a vision. They couldn't fund it. They had no idea. They were living in a little apartment. They had nothing. They were very like, you know, humble little life, just trying to make it, but they had this big vision for this beautiful farm and this beautiful space with all of the animals and trees and plants. And they shared their idea. A lot of people laughed at them, but some people heard their idea and got inspired and they had somebody fund their entire project. And it was very wow. expensive, but they were able to bring people in and specialists and create it. It will inspire you to see. I would love that. That sounds extremely inspiring. Cause it <laughs> sounds like my exact journey. Like I have a pretty humble life right now yes. and just a huge vision and absolutely no idea how I'm going to make it happen. Just a whole lot of determination and passion. Yes. Well, you know what? It's a, it's part of making my other big dream reality too. So I would love it for you to open this because this has been in my head and I know that God brought us together to see this make a a bigger impact. So thank you for, for being willing to have the call. I know it was kind of like, oh my gosh, all these people inboxing. Why would I talk to Trina? And I hope you see why. I hope you see that. I definitely did. I felt a good intuitive feeling and I felt that same, like it was just, you know, I use the word God, I use the word universe, but it definitely was just meant to be that we came together. And I definitely felt that like genuine energy from you as I feel right now. So I just so appreciate you. I could say it over and over again. I'll definitely write you a testimonial and send that to you because I want to be, I want to give something back to you for what you've given to me. I love you, Ellie. Well, keep going. Like I said, when you get this plan, make it happen. I see it on your heart. You are amazing for your age to have communicated and came with this quality of questions. Um, 
you are that bigger creator. Okay. You know what you want to, and half of it is believing it that you can, and then getting organized enough and putting in the, the step-by-step it's going to take to get this to happen. But I will definitely connect you with some people. I won't overwhelm you. Like over the next week, I'll try to connect you in direct message with these people. That would be great. About. And then, um, I will look forward to meeting you in person someday and celebrating this awesome facility. Okay. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye, Ellie. Bye.